movie and a beer, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this wonderful episode. My name is Dan. We have our two wonderful co-hosts, as always. I'm a co-host. I'm Blake. I'm Randall, but I'm not really here yet. <laughs> oh, geez. Here we go. It's tiny, whiny time. We, uh, we're oh, going to be oh, discussing... Oh, Randall. Yeah, welcome and sit down. Well, well, welcome and sit down, yes. Uh, we're going to be discussing this movie called Primer. It came out in 2004, and it's a crazy time travel time tropey I don't know what it was but we're confused crazy grounded is a great way to put it yes it'll break your brain yeah I'm having a lot of trouble just existing at the moment oh there I am the guys <laughs> the guys that were actually in it and playing the characters their ears kept bleeding because they were like we're breaking our own brains <laughs> traveling back and forth multiple times trying to get the exact moment that we wanted to have happen happen I'm sure it makes sense is the episode over yet no wait we're, uh, we just we showed just up started. the beginning yeah okay so we knew we were going to watch this film, and I went and f- discovered, and I'm air quoting discovered, some experimental beers. Because we knew uh, going into this that this was about experimentation. Their engineers yeah. are doing crazy science, what they called, what, eighth grade or ninth grade physics, math? I don't remember that part. Who were these people? He said it. Yeah, so these, these people were, they were four friends who were venture uh, capitalists. Capitalists. Oh, no, they wanted venture oh, they wanted capitalist, venture capitalist yes. money because they were inventors. All right, the good episode, guys. Uh, Dan, take with the, the tag. Oh, wait, yeah. that hasn't happened yet. Has this happened yes. yet? No. What? We keep going back and forth because that's what happens in the movie. You keep going back and forth. Uh, and if you don't get it right the first time, you can always go back and fix it, except when you go back to fix it, you actually make it worse. Yes. Which Welcome is to Movie t- and a Beer. This is Blake. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm Randall. Happen, which does happen. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a pretty popular trope that does happen. You go back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. And they explain it really well. I mean, they, 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 they try to... The science sounds accurate from what I know. Yeah. I've seen so, this film 20 times and I've... It's taken me that amount of times to watch it to say that the science is accurate as far as I can understand it, which is mm-hmm. very little. Because we're not engineers, <laughs> nor are, nor do we know our ninth grade or eighth grade um, physics. Math? Physics. physics and I guess? Math is more accurate, I think. Yeah. Well, since time travel is technically theoretical. Let's just say this. No one who has ever been in a time travel movie has actually watched a time travel movie because you think everybody, all the characters that would that are in time travel movies would have seen by this point a time travel movie. Point of Order, Avengers, Endgame, they reference several time travel movies. Yes, Culminating true. in Ant-Man saying, so Back to the Future's bullshit? Yeah, basically. <laughs> exactly. And, and we, I actually asked that while we were watching it. I was like, these guys haven't seen any very, very many time travel movies or watched Doctor Who. Because it's any. like back and forth, back and forth. It's like you can reset stuff, it feels, but you can only do so much before you break it. This feels like a time travel movie the way a zombie movie feels about zombies. Yes. Where they're always like, "What's that shambling mount, uh, shambling person walking towards me?" Right. Why Despite are they... the fact we're inundated with zombie yes. culture, yes. and these guys are talking about what at the beginning nonsensical science, which yes. is actually not nonsensical. Yeah, to to me, but it, but it is real science, but mm-hmm. it sounds nonsensical. They're, yes, I, I love that they were just hinting. And what they were talking about without straight up saying time travel, time travel, time they never travel. once they, said time travel. They were talking in actual figures, and it was so good. Yeah, they they tried to play the market, plot spoil, and mm-hmm. they did. They mm-hmm. made a bunch of money, and then shit came back around, and it was like, oh, oops. Yeah, let's not do that. Let's let's see if we can undo all that all that time travel shit that we just yeah. did, which so, just never works out. Which just never yeah, works right. out. So when we knew we were going to watch this film, we were like, hey, we're going to go grab some food from. Cerveza, and while we're there, we're going to look for some time travel or experimental beers. We came up with a couple of really good, a cold IPA and an experimental IPA. Yum. Both were really good, but we'll talk about those in a moment. 
Or have we already talked about them? Uh, we have. Hi, Internally, movie we and have. a snack. This is Randall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we're in a multiverse. Oh, shit. It's a, we're crossing our timelines. This is a really, really interesting film. I loved it. The writing was really well done. Oh, my God. It was t- so tight. And, and what you, Randall, you had said it only cost like $7,000 or something. To it cost $7,000 to make, but eventually ended up grossing $424,000. Wow. So nice. you did a pretty good investment. Yeah. 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 That's, that's like Bitcoin. Right there. It's just yeah. kind of blowing up. <laughs> by cheap, make a lot. Exactly. Yeah, it was written by Shane Carruth, and he... Played the lead, too, I played think. Played the lead, and he had no experience doing anything ever. No acting, no writing, no hey, producing, no directing. He could no be directing. president, too, because he has no experience. Which, except he actually made a really good film. Yeah, I was... After seeing his credits or lack thereof, I was kind of shocked to see he'd never directed or acted. Yeah, he was I thought he was natural. doing a good job. Like, I... Bought I, him as I a they were skeptical, yeah. greedy person wanting to fix the timeline, as it were. Yeah. The question then becomes, do you actively choose to reset the timeline that you just fixed because you now morally are obligated to fix what you just fixed? Or is it already fixed because you're thinking about it and you're already here? And they hinted at that a lot. Did Boy, you, Because I just thought about it, does that mean it's already done? Oof. Because you don't know how many times it's happened. We're never going to learn our lessons. We're we're just going to keep making time travel movies and making the same mistakes over and over again. They were floating things in this box. And as the few shows that I've seen and movies that I've seen that kind of really dive into, gravity and time are actually close to each other. Yes, and so they decoupled the gravity part and it decoupled the time part. Correct. Oh, I get it now. That's why they had at the beginning the dude, he, he drops these things yeah. onto this magnetic the, field the, the that they created. St- and Hole punch yeah. paper pieces, yeah. yeah. Yep. He was like, let's see what happens, because I put my hand in it, and it feels weird. I don't know what that is. So they they started experimenting with the smaller box, and then we built the bigger ones, and they're like, oh, they're now, you can disassemble these and take them elsewhere and do it again. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is how far back you can go. Yeah. Can you only go back right. from the point that you started going forward? So I want to jump back. I'm going to spend six hours in, and I can only go six hours back. Right. Because so, I'm going to stay stable in the box, but time around me moves one way or the other. That's what it was. But if they left the, if they left the machine running for a certain amount of time, that's how far back they could go. Correct. So they had the, they had the thing at the end, and right. totally so possible, and a, a fail-safe that had been running for days and days and days so that they could go back and redo oh, everything that's again. that's what that was about. Yeah. yeah. Again, not a bit. I legitimately did not get that until Dan just said yeah. it. No, they, they were trying to fix it. Anywho, the f- uh, don't forget to hydrate or dihydrate. <laughs> so, yeah, the beers that we had that were pretty big. They're, they're, they're big, tasty beers. big tasty beers. Big tasty. I can say, looking at this uh, list of time, like classic time travel tropes, this movie avoided a bunch of them. Yes. What are some classic time travel tropes, Blake? Get back to the future. Someone is sent to the past and has to find their way back. I love how they say the future. The future, a time that hasn't happened yet, which sounds like a soft drink. <laughs> I was this. This is funny. I, I, I watch Bob's Burgers with Otto, my son, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he really loves this episode where Teddy creates this poster where it said, um, what, "What is it? It's uh, yes. Tomorrow is yesterday's tomorrow." Tomorrow, yesterday is tomorrow's yesterday. Oh my god, that's a very Teddy thing to write. <laughs> no, it makes sense. It's totally, yeah. it's totally cool, right? Yeah, yeah, it totally makes sense. Oh, I love that show. No, more that's tropes, very good. More tropes. Uh, oh, Chekhov's time travel. What time that? travel is possible? Then the characters need to time travel, uh, which seems a little silly to point out if you're. Does that mean it's already happened and right. then they're going back because it's already happened? Pretty much. 
you, the, the gun got like, shot already. You have to get to the third act to make sure it gets shot. You know, my favorite time travel movie might be Memento. Is Memento yeah. a time travel movie? I, it's sort of. It's more of a recursive memory. Not recursive. It's more of a regained memory film because it's shot in backwards it's, order, it's but it's him regaining yeah. whatever memories he lost. Kind of like time travel. Yeah. Time travel from a From a I'm going to watch it standpoint, it feels like time travel. Yeah. Time I travel. enjoyed a Hot Tub Time Machine. Mm, classic. That, that, they're, they're, that's a movie where they, I think they reference other films that did it. For a comedic effect, and right, they actually had a great bit they wanted to do where they were going to go from hot tub, hot tub time machine. They were going to make hot tub time machine three without making it two, with the <laughs> idea that the joke is they've already made it and it's getting released now. The studio I said like no because they thought no one would get it. Oh my god, everybody would have gotten it. A possible side effect of time travel is acting before thinking. Welcome back to Moving to Beer, everybody. Thanks for hanging in there. Uh, this is Dan Kaberski. We're talking about the movie Primer which came out in 2004. Great time travel activity. Really interesting, very geeky. If you love science, if you love or understand or have studied engineering. A lot of engineering. Or time travel. If you want a time travel hangover, watch this movie. It would definitely do it to you. (laughs) So we're going to now take a brief moment to discuss the two beers that we enjoyed while watching this, as well as the water, because these are bigger beers, and we're like, let's hydrate or dehydrate. Um, oh, that would make sense now. Yeah. They are bigger beers. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> let, me, let me just say, this, this portion of the podcast is brought to you by a Blaco Industries product, Time Travel Advil. The Advil will stop your headache before you have it. Does the water or the beer disappear before you drink it? <laughs> um, we're legally not allowed to talk about it. All right. We can't talk about it yet. We although can. we have we already, already did, and boy, it. were the courts not yeah. happy with us. Yeah. So, anywho, so beers. we we got dinner at Cerveza, and while we were there, we grabbed some six or four packs of some interesting stuff. All shout outs to Dan for picking these out. Yeah, these are so phenomenal. cold IPA, which is from Ecliptic and Wayfinder here in the Portland metro area. It is a cosmic collaboration, and on the label, it's got two kind of weird looking spacesuit astronauts with eyeballs for heads and it's really creepy because one's holding like a Hefeweizen glass and the other is holding like a traditional Pilsner glass. So what mm-hmm. I, what I'm feeling and I got the vibe and they've, there's been a lot of discussion about this cold IPA. So that, this particular one, this particular Ooh. beer, the online communities are kind of like upset because you're trying to redefine a new style or create a new style that has already been around for a long time, which is mm-hmm. IPL India pale lager. So they take an IPA and they just make it with a lager yeast, or you take a yeast that can start warm, such as Quebec or something like that, and then just let it go cold. Oh, that's cool. And, and you do your bottom fermentation, or you, you just let it sit cold for a long time, and it mm-hmm. eventually will ferment out and get to where you want to be. Hmm. And the longer it that's ferments, awesome. the higher the alcohol content. And this is like a big-ass 8% beer. It's not a small beer. So, it doesn't taste like it, though. It's a really nice beer. So if breweries had access to time travel technology, they could ferment a whole line in less than a day. They could. And, then, and have it be like a 20% alcohol content. And then you would just destroy the market because we were at Cerveza and we looked at some of the big, 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 giant yeah. barrel-aged beers that were like 15 to $30 a bottle. Oh, yeah. And we're like, oh, that's 20 plus percent and it's $40 for a freaking bottle. And I'm just like, oh, no. Wow. That's something you buy for a celebration. Yeah. And, and it was, I'm sure it tasted amazingly weird, but let's not go there. That's something you buy when you invent a time machine and travel back in time and buy stock at a cheaper price and sell it mm-hmm. at a higher price. Which happened in the movie. And that, then you can buy that beer. That's something you buy when you hit 
100 episodes of your amazing movie beer podcast. <gasps> yeah, well, we got a ways to go. Only 68 episodes yeah, to we're, go. We're getting there. So what did you guys think of this beer? So I um, loved it. I liked it. It was I, nice. Yeah, I thought the, I mean, I've never had a cold IPA. It was just different. And I think it went really well with this film. Mm-hmm. One, uh, cold helium was a part of what made the t- uh, time machine tr- work, right? Was it? Helium or Helium? Freon? Freon? Freon. Like I know they were talking about Freon. He's like, don't take my fridge apart. But I, right. I, was, I, was, I was so lost at that point. But I also felt that um, this film, yeah, it just went really well this film. It was, I'd agree with that. It was strange and different. I, I, it caught me off guard. The taste wasn't really extreme. So I got to enjoy uh, the beer without being distracted from the movie, which you can't right. really look away. or yeah. uh, not. Don't look at your phone while you watch this because you're going to need to pay attention. Yeah, you have time. to. It's a shorter film. It's what, like 80? 77 minutes. Oh, 77 Holy minutes. Holy cow. Short. It's like, it felt like five hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was just not a, a dig at all. It's no, just, no. It's just so felt, densely it's, packed. It's I just good. couldn't follow. Yeah. There's I, not a single wasted second. I, I, I intentionally was when we started watching it and I opened these up, I was like, all right, we don't have a lot of time to sip. So let it warm up a little bit. Sip, sip, sip. And then it's like, let's go on yeah. to the next one. I was like, all right, let's try this next one. This, this next, next one, one is a little a little preview on the old Instagram page. Yeah, we we did, we posted a picture of it. it. It does look a little neon blue. Don't let but that it is, fool you. It's delicious. It, it is. It's a blue raspberry sour IPA. Put that in one sentence. What is a blue raspberry? It's a raspberry. Is blue, Randall? Okay. Keep up. Yeah. Right. Well, raspberries are red and blue, depending okay. on the strain. I think oh. they, they start out a little. Guys, more red, green, red's just a, a more fake construct. Red doesn't blue. exist. No. Yeah, it's all fake. <laughs> the traffic lights are super yellow, yellow, green. That's right. <laughs> especially, stop anywhere. If especially if you're colorblind. <laughs> so, Evil Twin <laughs> Brewing out of New Haven, Connecticut, or basically New York State. It's distributed here on the West Coast. Uh, Evil Twin is they're typically known for making big giant. Monster beers, which is quite interesting. This one I saw, and I was like, "Oh, it says IPA. It's in an IPA portion, but let alone it says sour IPA and raspberry, blue raspberry at that too." So I was like, "Okay, well, let's give this a shot." I am familiar with some of their other beers. I had not right, had this right. one before, and I was like, "Great experimental opportunity to let's figure it out and go with it." So we did, and experimenting actually, like the guys in the movie yeah, were. Like we're going to try, try trying their trials, making their notes, and. Doing it correctly, which is you don't get, see in all movies. So I'm looking up North Haven, Connecticut, from where this beer is from. Yes, and it looks like a bunch of boring New England style homes, homes and strip malls. Welcome to Connecticut. And then there's this one picture of <laughs> what looks like <laughs> cactus. It's a cactus. The Southwest field. insurance yeah. in North Haven, Connecticut. I, how? What? It's, what is, it's, it's Southwest Connecticut. Southwest Connecticut. There's one is piece not of Connecticut that looks like Arizona. <laughs> 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 Or and because of equivalent exchange, there's one piece of Arizona that looks like Connecticut. I don't get it. Interesting. I don't either. So the company may be based out of North Haven, Connecticut, but they, they sell obviously sell insurance all over the world, or at least sure. North America. Fantastic. Anyway, I so, I like this one too. Not as much as the first one. Yeah, the first one I think went really well with the beginning of the film. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. Mm-hmm. Fit the character. This one, to me, tart, dry. Had very low hops, very, very low hops. And so, yes, it's an IPA, but it didn't have enough hops to be classified as an IPA from a flavor profile standpoint. Is that, do you have to have a certain amount of hops level to be called an IPA? Yes. What's the level? What's the number? Um, Enough. Enough. (laughs) Enough hops. So so we're talking IBU levels. You're not really going to have anything below 40 to 50% or 40 to 50 IBU on the IBU scale. I did not know that. It's just numbers. Yeah, I'm sure I didn't. Your, your, IP, your IPA IBUs 
tend to be a little higher. They, if it's lower than that, then it's a pale ale. So this in and of itself, I would say, is a kettle-soured IPA, yes, but the kettle souring, and it, it tastes like it was kettle sour because it doesn't have any natural lactose sour flavor right, profile. Right. It's more of a sharp, bright up front. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, okay. I dig that. It's good. It, I, was, I, it was tasty. It was tasty. I would have liked this better with a big, flashy sci-fi movie. Yeah. Yes. Like, like a fifth element with blue aliens running around. And <sighs> there were no special effects in this film. There was nothing. It was boring oh, as yeah. heck from that standpoint. Going from yeah. what we just watched, the Korean film Space Papers to this. But that cost $21 million to make. It's it's the spectrum. We just hit the spectrum of from, this is what happens from, when you have a, all technology, all yep. computer CGI to none. Where yeah. it's just physical acting and what's in front of you. So thank you, Dan and Randall, for that back-to-back uh, sci-fi recommendation. If I could make a call, then the world's end just so I can rewatch a movie I love. Oh, man. <laughs> it's technically sci-fi. <laughs> all right, and so, it's about beer. So both thumbs up on the beers. Both oh, thumbs, like We all love, the, we love these fil- the films. It's really, really nice. So it is that time of the episode. Keyword movie. I am Keyword movie name game. Beer. If Shane Carruth, the director of this film, were to make a beer... Based off of this film, it'd make your ears bleed. It would, and it was based on a plot keyword from IMDb. He would name this beer Protective Eye Gear. (laughs) (laughs) That actually sounds like something I would drink. What kind of beer is Protective Eye Gear? They they went somewhere, right? So here's the background they went to a machine shop, and the dude's like, "Uh, Should we be wearing eye goggles or something? (laughs) And and the guy's like, Yeah, and he's like, Yeah, whatever. Smirking, like, Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Okay. So protective eye gear. Protective eye gear. So I, I would say that it would be a super duper duper jazzy sharp. I, I want to say brute IPA because it's going to be super dry hmm. and it's going to be super sharp. But no one's making brute IPAs anymore. Thank God because that style really wasn't that good. Whereas this kettle soured IPA is super sharp. So I hmm. think it would be something along these lines. Maybe not a fruit beer, but you can you can dump you know, mm-hmm. lactic, lactic acid, or you can dump something in there natural to push it. Nice, nice. So that it has a little natural fermentation, a little funk. How about Time Machine Engineer? Just mm. straightforward. Pretty straight beer. It feels That's, like a level beer yeah. or a, a ecliptic. Ecliptic. Ecliptic or level, <laughs> yeah. So that I would say that would be probably just a regular old pale ale. American pale ale, mm-hmm. standard. I'd agree with that. Strong. America, because the dude, yeah. I, we're, we're not going to name drop, but there is a really a rice adjunct lager that he was drinking while he was laying on the couch and I was upset that I was like oh we didn't have that thank god yeah he wouldn't drink it anyway but like yeah Blake would Blake would have drank it because Blake doesn't have any standards but like it was really it was a USA label it was red white and blue and we were all like America how about microwave oven palladium Because they were going after rare minerals out of the microwaves <laughs> yep. that they were buying, like you shop buying. It's like, boy, the awesome. keywords on this are weird. I was gonna say microwave oven weeble. Ooh, weeble. that's better. Because they had these weebles, and that's what they I were testing that initially. <laughs> they were testing was, the machine yeah. on weebles initially, but yeah. And so, what kind of beer is that? So, I'm gonna go a super funk, like open fermentation, mm-hmm. because the weeble during the time travel that it experienced had bacteria grow on it and that would have taken five years to grow. And that's how they found it, out. That's how they find out the time travel. It was mm. the open fermentation. They were trying to make beer, but they invented a time machine. Exactly. Oh, now the movie makes sense. It Ugh. totally does, if you think of it from a beer's perspective. <laughs> I actually legitimately, while we were talking earlier, had a realization and thought, I'm just going to hold on to this. <laughs> uh, okay. How about identity crisis graduate student? <laughs> oh, shit. 
see what we're doing yeah, now. Listeners, cheap beer. This is now cheap, listeners, I have my laptop we're open and just saving them. Lager, a big bad American lager. It's just yeah. there. It, it would just be well, the cheapest thing we can make and the cheapest thing you'd want to drink. You're welcome. I love it. It would be made from rice, water, yeast, and a little bit of malt, and no hops. Double paper wad basketball. <laughs> paper wad basketball. <laughs> See, now you're just getting here. goofy. Now you're just getting goofy. Paper wad basketball. I know that no, they were seriously they were still, on here. I know, I, know it's, I know it's on there, but the realistic part of it is, is uh, that doesn't have well, any application to beer, and yet you can call anything anything in the beer. Paper wad basketball is a locker, and you can't change my mind. Okay, I want to tell you guys something. Yeah. Hi, my name is Randall. This is moving a beer. Oh. Hi, I'm Blake. Hi, I'm Dan. Ow, why's my ear bleeding? <laughs> Why can't we write like normal people? And that was the other. <laughs> that was, that was my favorite line. Oh, yeah. Why can't we write like normal people? I, that was some weird. Too side much effect. beer. Too much beer. Too much beer. <laughs> if they're making yeah. a time machine to make better beer, they couldn't write. They were writing like they were drunk. It's yeah, like I've looked at my notes in really uh, bad handwriting. I've looked like, at my oh, notes God. after a night out and going, I, I write this down next morning. What uh, is a scribble? I don't know what that is. Something about. Monkey bread and also a machine gun. Yeah, you leave you the fur on the monkey to make people. the monkey bread. Should we do one more? Uh, one more. Do I get to pick one? Do yeah, I, yeah, oh my god! Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah, get to pick yeah, one yeah, yet. Yeah, well, the, right, the so, uh, for me, the game back. is to throw ones at you that you create yes. out of thin air, like a magic. Dan wants like to play. Like a magic hand. I would like to think okay. for a moment okay. that Randall. He already played. Hi, my name is Randall. Welcome to Movie to Mirror. Don't forget to hydrate or dehydrate. Yes. What's so watch this week? I, I brought up <laughs> space sweepers. <laughs> so so I did mention. So the dudes were driving the car that they cut the catalytic converter out of already. Yeah. So did they go back and put it in in a later loop? Because like they cut it out and they didn't put it back. Right, they didn't show right. them putting it back, but they're driving the car around. So things fall apart pretty quickly. The, in this film. the catalytic converter is what I'm going to call my beer, and it's going to be a big ooh. old bad stout because you're not going to forget it. Catalytic is it just an empty can? Converter. It is an empty can. <laughs> it's just it's an water. Empty can. It's carbonated water with no beer in it at all. But it says it's a stout because then you're just like, is the stout not made yet or did it make itself? I'm a little upset that you won this round. <laughs> How dare you? You're a winner. <laughs> winner, winner. Palladium's pretty. It is. It's a big, it has big shiny metal. On it. And I would imagine that palladium's probably pretty expensive. Oh, it's very expensive. It's it comes from Russia. Oh, there you go. And the the place where it's produced is the most like polluted place on earth. Well, of course. Oh, is that uh, Chirbon- Chirbonobyl? Nope. Nope. That's Ukraine. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I'm, I'm not smart, guys. Just heads up. It's all right. It's okay. okay I'm so, comedy smart. <laughs> so are we, are we ready, ready to call this episode? Because we want to we time travel a little bit and like go back and like think about what we talked about and be sure that this movie is indeed worth watching, and I think it is. And these beers are worth drinking, which I think they are. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to this backwards, this episode, it makes just as much sense. Going forward. So today we're going to talk about uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh uh, theaters are open <laughs> and there's no such thing as COVID. Yes. All right. We're going forward and out. backwards. All right. So thank you everybody for hanging in with us while we digress on this really good film primer and these two oh, amazing beers. Digressing that, is the only way to be cold, thorough. Cold IPA. That's, that's how your food gets uh, yeah. put in your system. I digress, I digress my hamburger. I digress my hamburger, yes. You did that. You had a chicken sandwich mm. earlier, not a hamburger. Thank but you, anyway, sir. You're, you're now digressing even more. There, there's a different Blake who had a hamburger. <laughs> yes. So the cold IPA cosmic collaboration from Ecliptic and Wayfinder and then the Evil Twin Brewing, it's, it just says blue raspberry on the label, but it's an IPA that was a kettle sour. So yeah. 
thank you for these wonderful beers, uh, Cerveza, for providing us this wonderful food and drink for tonight. And um, yes. the opinions expressed during the taping of this episode are those are the hose. And as always, as we did tonight, hydrate. Or dehydrate. Yes. So thank you, everyone, for joining us tonight. This is Dan signing off. This is Blake signing off. This is Randall signing on. Oh. What? Oh, Wait. man, my ear's bleeding again. My oh, heart's shit. bleeding. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night. Hello. <laughs>